joyful we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above, melts the clouds of Thank you for joining us for this program from the 9th Avenue Church of Christ in Haleville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our program with others. Now, we take you to the service of the 9th Avenue Church of Christ. Happy Father's Day. It is a, an exciting day, maybe not as, as important as other holidays. You know, I think I told you what the comedian said. He said that he looked it up and he said in, in, in the ranking of holidays, it's Easter. And then Mother's Day, so it's Jesus, then your mama, like most important two people, places. And he said Father's Day ranked 12th below Halloween and Arbor Day. Some people don't even know what Arbor Day is, right? That's when you plant trees, right? Arbor Day is when you plant trees. I've been looking for this list. I can't find this list. He obviously made it up as part of his joke, uh, but that is uh, very, very true, very true. Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I do know that some of you have come home for Father's Day today, and for those of you that did, I uh, I know your dad appreciates it. Our, our kids are young. Vance is nine years old, and he's decided to take today off as a child, so he's not even here today. So, um, so I'm kind of experiencing my first day where I'm not as important as I would like to be to my children, and that's okay. Um, and the reason that's okay is because my uh, third child, my next to youngest daughter, did all about my dad. Uh, thing and it shows how much she loves me and how much she pays attention. She said, "My name is Matthew. My age is 36, which I will take every day of the week. Uh, my birthday is July 5th, which my birthday is in September. Um, what is my dad's job? He works at church. Uh, what is something your dad loves to do? Go to sleep. What you don't understand is Britain never sleeps. Never. She's like she's one of these four hours. She needs four hours and she's done. Right? She's good to go." Um, which is why she says, what does my dad not like when I lay on top of him? Which is when I'm trying to sleep, something your dad always says, go to bed. How much does your dad weigh? 300 pounds. I'm just glad I've lost 60 pounds in the last two years. Because there's no telling what she would. I thought I would have weighed prior to that. Uh, but whoever was her teacher, thank you. These are funny, and I love holding on to these. Father's Day is is a special day. Father's Day, I'm I'm not going to pretend to to not understand and know because Mother's Day is the same way. Father's Day is full of a lot of emotions. For some, it's full of happy emotions. It's full of gladness. It's full of celebration. Uh, for some, there is a mix of sadness because your father may not be with you anymore, or uh, the relationship that you have with your father may be strained and different and difficult. As a child, you may be thinking about that on a day like today as well. Uh, I will not pretend that days like this go uh, without those interesting layers of emotions to go with them. They always do. But one of the things that is important for us to understand and realize above everything else is that we have a heavenly father. Amen? We have a heavenly father. And, and for many of us, the way we parent, the way we um, do things, the way that we, we kind of go about our life... Uh, we, we get the majority of our training from our parents, right, from our parents. We were talking in class this morning about things that we, would, we promised that we would never tell our kids, uh, that we have ended up telling our kids. And, um, you know, so it's, and then what, what happens? You, you go and you say, I'm never going to do this the way they did it. And then what 
doing, right? You end up doing those very things. Um, you know, I always said that I, I one of the things I always said is I'll never if you quit you. Thing to me. Why would you tell a kid to you're going to spank them to get them to quit crying? Because what happens when you spank a kid? They what? They cry. So I'm like, I'll never do that. You know what I've done? I've told my kids that. My favorite this morning, though, Jamie, was Brant said, I'll never tell my kid. Just throw strikes. So, and I said, in one of these days, you're going to be out there on the ball field. And what's he going to tell his kid? Just throw strikes. You know, so there's things that we do in life that we get from our parents, and sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes, especially in parenting, that may present a challenge because the way that our parents did it may not have been the most effective, may not have been the most loving, might not even have been the most Christ-like, which is why it's so important as parents and as dads in particular that we look at our Heavenly Father and we make sure that we parent, we love we, we give, we do all of these things. We raise in a way that represents and reflects our Heavenly Father above everything else. And so that's important for us to understand this morning. I, I've entitled our lesson this morning, How Fathers Love. How Fathers Love. Because many times, I think what happens, uh, what happens on these special parenting days is that Mother's Day is, or Mother's Day is always full of why we love mom, right? We love mom because of this, and moms are great because of that. And our sermons, a lot of times, reflect those things. And then we get to Father's Day, and it's like, all right, dads, listen up. You need to learn these things to be a better dad. But this morning, I don't want to do as much of that because I know that parenting is hard. I know that being a dad is difficult. There are some things that we're going to talk about that maybe we can grow in. But I want to talk about this idea of how fathers love because dads love differently many times than mothers. Dads love differently many times than mothers. Moms, they get the reputation, they get the credit of being the emotionally effective, uh, not effective, affectionate one, right? When, when you fall and you, um, you know, you have a, uh, for, in, in kid terms, you have a boo-boo, right? You, you, you've hurt yourself. Most of the time, they'll run right by dad and go to mom because mom's a what? She's going to fix that problem, right? She's going to make it better. You know, my, uh, your dad's going to be like, are you dying? Okay, well, then you're okay. Like, you're fine. Like, let's not worry about it. Let's, let's just, just rub a little dirt on it and let's go. Let's, let's just, just keep moving on. And so moms kind of get, you know, a mama's hug is very loving and a very affectionate. Dad's hugs are more like bear hugs. Like, all right, yes, I love you. Go on. You know, sometimes. So we kind of get a bad rap in that way. Um, but today I want to talk about maybe dad love language. If, if you've uh, sat in classes of mine or if you've done premarital counseling with me, you know, one of the things that I love is the book, the five love languages, because it does explain this idea that we all have a certain way that we show love and that we receive love. And, and what really helps deepen that relationship is when I meet someone that understands how I receive love and they love me in that way. And then I'm, I can love them in the way that they receive love. And so we speak each other's love language. And that's an important thing. But I think dads, especially even from a scriptural idea, dads are in a position to where we love differently and sometimes that love comes across maybe is not as warm and fuzzy but it is love nonetheless I think the challenge in our world is we have convinced ourselves that love is just a feeling right love's just a feeling you know, can you say it with me yet can you say it yet love is a feeling that you feel when a feel when you feel a feeling you've never felt before 
Okay, how many of you can say that now? I've used it a few times now. And so we convince ourselves that that's what love is. Love more than that, though, and I think I said this a few weeks ago, is a what? It's a decision. I decide to love. I choose to love. Dads choose and decide to love their children. But sometimes we love in a little bit different way. So we're going to talk about some of those this morning. And also how we can do that better, dads. How we can do that better. Dads love, I think, number one, by providing. We love by providing. Um, if you look in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, uh, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So throughout Scripture, from, from the very beginning, from the very beginning to the very end, men, we are told as husbands, as dads, as men in our family, we are the head. We are the head of that family. And, and sometimes that gets... That gets skewed in the wrong way, you know. Husbands or wives love your, uh, or husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Women or wives, what submit to your husband? And there's this idea: he's the head. I have to submit to him. It's a very authoritative position. Uh, but when you look through Scripture, I, I don't think that that's really what it is. I don't think it is at all. But in that position, as 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 the Men, we are given the challenge to do some things. We're given the challenge to do some things. And one of the challenges, one of the responsibilities that we have is to provide for our household. Is to provide for our household. And that's, that's not always an easy thing, is it? That's not always an, an easy responsibility to have to have. It lays on us very hard and very heavy at times, it can be stressful to figure out sometimes how to provide to the best of our ability. I know we've all had moments in our life where we've had to maybe make career changes or do different things in our career, make decisions to do this instead of that. And we do those things and hope that we can provide in a better way for our family. I know that there comes time where we have to look at what we are providing, what we're bringing in to provide, and we have to say what is necessity and what is want. I need to make sure to provide necessities before I provide wants. But the thing is, especially with our children, children don't care about necessities as much as they care about wants, correct? That, the wants is what makes them happy. And sometimes we have to look at it and go, I've got to be responsible. I've got to provide for my household and make sure I am providing necessities above wants. And that's not always easy to do, but that's something that we are called to do. And I believe that brings some misunderstanding sometimes to our role. But God says that you are to be a responsible provider. But as we think about the love language of providing, one of the things that I believe is, as children, whether you're an old child or a young child, that you need to understand is for the most part, for most dads, providing for you brings a lot of joy. Providing for you brings a lot of joy. And, and without that love of providing, there's things that you wouldn't have. Next time you put on the ball glove, next time you pick up the ball bat, pick up the instrument, go to a class or go to this event or that event, realize that the reason you're able to do that is because of the way your dad loves you, is because of the sacrifices that he has made. Many dads, what we tend to do is we want to provide the wants for our kids 
So your wants become more important than our wants. Your wants become our main mission, our main purpose. And we put what we want to do and what we want to have aside so that you can have and you can be happy because it brings us joy to see those things in your life. So when you look and you're wondering, does my dad love me? Because I think that it's, he doesn't love me the same way as mom. But does he love me? Look at the things that he has provided for you. And in his own way, he's saying, I love you as I provide these things for you. But dads, just, just as importantly, and, and moms too, for all of us, this is an important concept as well. There has to be balance in providing as well. There has to be balance in providing as well. It doesn't do a bit of good to buy the $500 baseball bat and never show up to the baseball field. You have to be there. I think back to Adam and Eve, and I think about God and, and the way, the, the, one of the first things that you see about God in his relationship with man is he provides for them perfection. He provides for them perfection. Have you ever been to that place? Maybe it's on a vacation. Maybe it's a special place that you kind of get to go, go and, and you sit in one spot and you look around and you just take a deep breath and you go, this is perfect. This is the best spot. I feel at ease. I feel relaxed. Everything is just wonderful. That was Adam and Eve's life every day. Every day. God provided that for them. But equally and maybe more so important, what did he also do? He walked in the garden with them. As he provided, he also made sure that he was available. It doesn't do any good to just provide. It doesn't do anything to just, it doesn't do a bit of good to just give, give, give. If we're going to love and provide in the image of our Father, it has to be in a way that provides with the availability of a relationship. We have to be there for our children and love them as we provide in that way. So find the balance in that in your relationships. Go to the next idea, discipline. Discipline. How many of you, kids, all the kids, I want all the kids to look at me right here. All the kids. All the kids looking at me? Y'all looking at me? All the kids looking at me? Even my kids? How many of you put love and discipline in the same sentence? If my dad disciplines me, he does it because he loves me. Raise your hand. Is that true? If your dad disciplines you, does he do it because he let London sit back there going? This is a challenging one, isn't it, dads? This is a challenging one. Because look at what Scripture says, all right? Uh, my son, do not despise the Lord's what? discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. Read that statement with me again. The Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son, uh, he delights in. Let's think about that for just a moment. Let's think about it. So like we said, for most kids, for most kids, Discipline and love does not necessarily live in the same universe. It, it, it just doesn't. That's our mindset. Maybe it's because we think that love is a feeling, right? We think that love is a feeling that comes from the heart. And, um, and maybe discipline is an action that comes from anger and disappointment, right? It is, well, maybe just anger, all right? Because a lot of times when we discipline, a lot of times when we discipline, how many times do we discipline like this? Come here, Collins. You're in trouble. Come here. 
It, 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 it's, time, it's time to be disciplined. Is that usually how we do that? No, that's, that's far on this end. I'm, I'm not going to do the other end. I don't want to scare any of the kids, right? But it's usually the other end. And so discipline a lot of times comes through the filter of anger and not love. And I also think in our culture, discipline has also, uh, maybe we've lost the idea of what discipline truly is, what discipline is really trying to do, that discipline, by, by definition, discipline is teaching, Discipline is used to teach, to obey, and to correct behavior. Okay? It's not used to just hurt. It's not used to just tear down. That's abuse. And a lot of people equate discipline with abuse because that's what maybe you dealt with in your life. And that's not a heavenly father form of discipline. But discipline as a dad is something that we do And when we do it in the right way, we do it because we love our children. We do it because we love our children. We want our children to have the best life. We want our children to make the best decisions. And we want them to realize that when you make bad decisions, you face negative consequences. But, but that discipline has to be done in love. I think of I think of the idea of the definition that we have to teach, teach to obey the rules by punishment to correct behavior. That's that's the definition. And I look at that and I think a lot of times we skip the first. All right, dads, a lot of times we skip the first. Teaching to obey the rules. And we jump right to punishment. And we make it all about the punishment. But if we're going to be, uh, if we're going to love like our Heavenly Father, and we're going to discipline like our Heavenly Father, then there also has to be that moment of teaching. There has to be the moment of teaching. That I, you have messed up, and I'm going to discipline you, and I'm going to discipline you in love. But following that discipline, there's going to be a moment that we sit down, and I talk, and we learn about what we've done. I think about David. Oh, I think about David. And I think about the discipline that he had to face for his relationship with Bathsheba and, and, and the murder that he created in that time. And not only was there, not only was there the discipline side of it, but there was also the prophet who came and said, this is what you've done wrong. This, this, this is what you need to grow in. This is what you need to learn. This is what you need to understand. It's not just, you were wrong, here's your punishment. It was, you were wrong. I want you to understand why you were wrong, how we fix this, but that there is discipline that comes along with it. There is punishment that comes along with it. So if we love in the way that God loves our Heavenly Father and we discipline in that way, that will be seen as a loving thing, not just an angry punishment idea. Here's the last thing I'll give you, protection. Protection. And maybe... Maybe one of the biggest for dads. Maybe one of the biggest for most dads. Psalms chapter 3, verse 3, David's writing. And this is, this is one of my favorite songs. Uh, that, that song was also one of my favorite statements of David. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. A shield around me. Not just a shield in front of me. But, but you are a protection all around me. 
You go out of your way to make sure that I'm safe. You go out of your way to make sure that I'm taken care of. You go out of your way to protect me. And dads, that, that, that's, our, that's our calling. That's what we're here to do. Kids, your dad protects you. Your dad protects you from a lot of things. Sometimes, and, and I've seen this already, sometimes dads, moms too, sometimes, sometimes one of the most frustrating things to have to protect your children from are other parents, Right? You know, in the school world and other kids, you know, sometimes you have to be a shield because sometimes parents can can be, you know, very aggravating towards kids and, and raising kids can be difficult. But, you know, also think about this. Maybe some of the things that we, we maybe one of the things that we protect our kids from the most is their own ignorance. We protect our kids from their own ignorance. There's a there's a video that circles around um, that circles around a. Uh, social media from time to time, and it's a mom. She's got this hot pan, and the kid's trying to grab it, and and she's got a pot holder on it. And every time that kid reaches up to it, that mom slaps their hand. And goes, it's hot. And that kid reaches back up there. She goes, it's hot. Reaches back up there. It's hot. Now, after the third or fourth time, as a parent, kind of, what do you want to do? You you kind of want to be like, all right, go ahead, grab it. You know, here, hold it. You know. But you can't do that. You've got to protect them from their own ignorance sometimes. And as your kids grow up and you know that, hey, they're fixing to make a bad mistake, sometimes as a parent, as a dad, it's our job to step in front and say, they're, they're, there's going to be teaching moments, but this isn't going to be one of them. I'm going to protect you from this. It's our job to protect them from the lies of others. From the lies of others. We, we, it is so important to build up our children. It is so important to build up our children. And to try to instill self-confidence in them and self-love in them because the world is going to tell them over and over, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not talented enough. And as parents, as dads, it's our job to stand in front of them and say that is not true and protect them from that. But ultimately, maybe the most important thing for us to protect our children from comes from the words of Peter. In 1 Peter 5 verse 8, he says, Be alert. And of sober minds, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know who falls into the category of someone to devour? Your children. If he can keep them from becoming a child of God to begin with, he has nothing to worry about. He has nothing to worry about. Dads, if you look at Scripture and you start from the beginning and you go to the end, you will see that your biggest responsibility is not to provide for your family. Your biggest responsibility is not to discipline your family. Your biggest responsibility, your greatest responsibility, the heaviest burden that you carry is to protect your children from Satan. That's it. That's the biggest one. That's the heaviest one. That is your ultimate calling is to protect your children from Satan and put them in a situation, lead them in a situation, encourage them, raise them in a way that they choose God above a relationship with Satan. Some of the research that's been done over and over and over again, it comes back every time, 90-something percent, every time across the board, when you look at the, the, the research, that when a father says, this is going to be the most important thing that we do, the most important thing that we do, church, Christianity, youth group, Bible study, prayer, all of it, development, whatever it is, when he says, this is the most important thing, 90-something percent of the time, the entire family follows. 
the entire family. When it's just a mom, it drops down into the low 80s, which is still a good number. But dads, we have that type of influence. That if we say, I'm going to protect you from Satan, and the best place for me to put you and to protect you is in this place, in this church, with this God, with these people, you will succeed. You will succeed. Your kids don't need youth group. They need that. Your kids don't need lads to leaders. They need that. That's what they need to protect them in a way that also leads to growth and discipleship and development and Christianity above every else. What good does it do for you to gain the whole world and lose what? Your soul and the souls of those that are entrusted to you. That's the most important thing is to be a protector. Dads, we love differently sometimes. Kids, our dads love differently sometimes. It's easy to look and go, does, does he really love? He loves different than mom. Is it really love? I don't feel it. You know, but understand your dad's love language is different. And he's trying to love you as the heavenly father would. And dads, let's make it a goal this morning to love as our heavenly father loves and to give to our family in that way. Let's go to God in prayer as we close out. God, we thank you so much for our time together, for being here, uh, for worshiping you today. We thank you for the time we have uh, to commune with each other, to share and be thankful for your uh, offering of your son, for Jesus' sacrifice, God. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung, the scriptures that have been read, God. We thank you for your spirit who has been with us in this time, and we pray that we are convicted through him. Be with us, God. Help us to love like you love. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thou art giving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Thank you again for joining us. And please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or our podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast provider. Also, leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again. And until then, remember to love like Jesus.